Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for coming. Did everybody get a gift bag? Okay. Are you enjoying White Girl Rose and Health Aid Kombucha? Phenomenal. We are going to start the show, but before we begin, we have someone here to sing our theme song live. Guys, put your hands together for Jackie Tone. Yes. Hi. Uh, that's so retrograde. Woo! Thank you so much. That's it. I got it. Um, <clears throat> all right. So I'm a little bit nervous. Same. I think it's the view. <laughs> It's not it's too you, nice for it's us. Not you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we're not in this tax. We bracket. deserve to be here, Jack. We're in this tax bracket. We yeah. are. We deserve this. <laughs> Sound checking the ukulele. Do you guys hear it? I don't hear it. Honestly. Can I get it in this in this one? No. Very tricky. All right. Well, here we go. I was just waiting for people to come in, should I not? Yeah, just live my life? I'm living my best life, I'm so nervous. Okay. <clears throat> oh, this K-Lemonade It's USD organic made Someone in your life throwing shade May I suggest holding this jade On Instagram it says you made it so let's be friends, no hate or raid. Love and life, learning, getting laid. Some things be retrograde. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Retrograde. Thank you. Jackie Tone. Jackie Tone setting the tone. Thank you. That was so Hello. amazing. That no. is so retrograde, you guys. Thank you for coming to our first live show ever. We are live. You guys are here in person. Who here has listened to the podcast? <laughs> Who has no idea what the podcast is? Awesome. Perfect. We'll talk to you. <laughs> so, That's So Retrograde <laughs> is our health wellness mind body spirit show yeah but we do it our own way like with dick jokes exactly we like to say <laughs> if broad city and goop fucked that would be us so aggressive to hear the word fuck in a large room like it's this. so yeah. fancy in here <laughs> yeah i'm like oh we just it's still light out i mean like we talk about coconut oil but we talk about it it's the best lube exactly so that's that's our vibe <laughs> um we are we're really excited to be here. Yeah, this is great. Thank you for coming. Today on the show, we have a guest that we've had many times, someone that we love dearly. She is our cosmic navigator, like a map quest for astrology. Exactly. Uh, let's, let's bring her on. Well, we are going to, we could. What else are we going to do? We we're going to talk about our morning rituals Oh, first. right. See, normally when Live we record, shows. we just like stop and then we talk about it and then we go back so and then we record. There's something that we ask all of our guests because we, we realize like the first few minutes in your day, the way you start your day is so crucial to like setting your day up for success. Mm -hmm. So we always ask what your morning rituals or daily rituals you have to keep keep you on track. 
to start your day. So we thought it. it'd be fun to quickly share ours before we welcomed Ambion. So Steph. Oh, I go. What first? are you working with these days? Um, these days I'm just I'm just hitting the patio right away, doing some sun sallies. Just right off the bat. Those are sun salutations. Yep. In case anybody <laughs> doesn't speak that language. <laughs> the abbreviation? Yeah, the abbreviation. Yeah, I like to do 15 tight minutes of yoga. Okay. And followed by a meditation. I try not to keep myself on too much of a schedule because that defeats the purpose about it. But right. it is hard to be doing it and not being like, okay, I have to get through this. That Right, Ambi? Yeah. There's a tight meditation. You know. Tight meditation. Keep it quick. <laughs> You know, there's been, for me, as in doing this show, at first I was like, I don't really have a morning ritual. I don't have something that, like, gets me going, but I, I've been you able to. You do lemon to, water? Well, I didn't when we started, I was oh, saying. I see, and I so see. I've, through doing this show, we've <coughs> adopted, I've kind of tested out a lot of things. So it's always constantly morphing and changing for me. But one mainstay is, the f as soon as I wake up, I always uh, think about the five things I'm grateful for. Just starting the day as soon as I open my eyes. And um, two things I've started doing recently, like with when I'm up, one being um, oil pulling. Are you guys familiar ew, with doing that? that? I'm doing it. Sorry, ew. But so coconut oil in your mouth and you swish it around. You're supposed to do it for like 20 minutes. I usually do like 10 to 15. But here's what makes it more palatable. Adding a little peppermint essential oil. Oh, and vodka, yes, to whatever you said in the back. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, that's more of like the happy hour version for me, but no judgment. Um, <laughs> but Practicing uh, non-judgment. So and, then, and then we had an Ayurvedic expert on, and I feel weird talking about this in such a fancy place, but um, tongue scraping, does anybody? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I've been into it, but there's nothing more horrifying than having someone else watch you do it. Like, I, I caught myself doing it in front of my guy and was like, Ugh, I'm never doing that again in front of anybody. So, but I Why? like it. Why? Because it's like a thick layer of Because black. it's just like something so personal about scraping bacteria off your tongue in front of someone. Yeah. Like, I, that's where I draw the line I've learned. But like, he goes down on you. Right. <laughs> but I, exactly, like, th that's my line. I get it. Okay, sure. We all have our boundaries. Yeah, that's yeah. my boundary. So. Okay. We're learning stuff now about each other. Now we're all, like, I feel so bonded. It's time. We're close. <laughs> it's time to welcome our fabulous, fabulous astrologer. <laughs> She's drinking. Astrologers guys, drink too, guys. You guys, Ambi came into our lives. Let's welcome her. So she came on the show because our tarot card expert, Angie Banneke, does anyone here know her? Okay, so Angie... Uh, I had done a favor for Angie, and she said, how can I repay you? I said, please introduce us to someone amazing that we can have on our show. Thus, Ambi comes into our life. And this is your fourth, fifth time doing this show. Is it on? Where are we with? It's on. Speak loud. Yes, speak, speak louder. So Ambi um, <laughs> comes to us from London. Are you scared? Yes. Okay. <laughs> she makes us sound really smart because of her accent, you guys. <laughs> I <try>. So, <laughs> Ambi, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Let's all give Ambi a round of applause. <laughs> this is so exciting. Um, so, we, what's really interesting is we have had you on the show, but Stephanie and I have both worked with you on a yes. private level yeah. yes. because of our charts. You found something really interesting when you mapped our charts. 
Can you tell us about that while yeah. I drink some wine? So you, t yeah, you drink wine, and I will be drinking more wine very <laughs> soon. Um, hi, everyone. Um, so yeah, your <laughs> charts are really interesting because you're, you're kind of like vice versa negative twins, um, you know, inside out, because, you know, one of you is a Scorpio, uh, and then a Taurus rising, and the other one is a Taurus with Scorpio rising. So it's interesting. just interesting. When I looked at both of your charts, there were so many connections that showed why you've got such a strong bond, and that you're kind of soulmates of a sort. So Steph and I have essentially been doing like what Ambie would do for like couples therapy for people <laughs> through yeah. astrology, but for <laughs> us in like a working relationship. Hetero yeah. life partners. Exactly. Hetero life partner yeah. life coaching. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's been good. It's been powerful. Yeah. I think. yeah. It's very helpful. It's wonderful. That's why you're here today. Yeah. To share with these good people how knowing about your astrology and understanding what's going on up there up the can really so help you in your life. So you do something really interesting that you've coined soul astrology yes so you know there's um, loads of amazing astrologers out there and loads of people who have lots of information about astrology but what i decided to do was coin i coined this term soul astrology where trademark I pending trademark pending very soon very <laughs> soon very soon um and where i decided to sort of take astrology and apply it to the life coaching that i do and basically to sort of you know, use the astrological transits to work with the person so that they were working with the cosmos almost to create change in their life, to manifest what they wanted and also to overcome any obstacles or any difficulties. And that's where I come up with soul astrology because it's kind of like astrology for the soul, which, you know. And, and you have a really beautiful way of explaining this whole astrology stuff because it's really hard to unpack. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but it's kind of like, I kind of get that, but what? And um, you used to be a lawyer. Yes, and so I, I was feel a like for years, and so I think I'm quite practical and quite grounded, and you know that's my my type of astrology is not necessarily for everyone, but I try and make it into a very palatable, um, easy to apply to your life kind of formula, um, with working with the moon cycles every month. So I am called Moon Lady by many people, and I am the Moon Lady, um, and um, yeah, basically every month working with like the new moon and working with the full moon, working with solar eclipses, working with lunar eclipses. Okay, let's break this down. Break, break it down. down. Okay, so every month we have... Every month we have a new moon right. um, in a different sign, you yeah. know, one of the 12 signs of the zodiac. And a new moon is where the sun and the moon meet together in the same sign. And a new moon, you know, you won't see the new moon in the sky. It's like the sky is like a blank slate. And it's an opportunity to set intentions to manifest for the lunar month ahead, uh, for the area of your life that that sign corresponds to. What can we give a practical example yeah. for like this month for example so for example we just had a new moon in gemini there's something called the natural zodiac which you know each sign represents a different area of the natural zodiac but then for all of us by natal charts gemini will sit in a different area okay so gemini is the ruler of the third house the third house is the house of communication the mind communicating with people you know social media could come into that blog writing writing could come into that so for everyone they could look at the, if they don't know their star sign properly they could you know like their rising sign or whatever they could look at gemini ruled area of the gemini themes in their life and think let me manifest in that area this month i feel like we should go back for a second okay is everybody aware that in astrology it's not just the sun sign that you read in like a cosmo magazine right you have like you guys are all like, we come to the astrology podcast stuff, obviously, we're aware. <laughs> but what I think is interesting is that everyone has a in their chart different planets and different signs. Oh, yeah. It's so how many is there in each? No, so basically, when, whenever anyone is born, you know, you, 
leave the birth canal, you come into the world, there's like a snapshot taken, watched of you, but up in the cosmos. And that snapshot shows where all the different planets are and creates uh, your unique natal chart, which tells you your sun sign, your rising sign, your moon sign. It tells you, it kind of gives you almost a cosmic blueprint for this lifetime. Your karma, your destiny is in there. Obviously, you work with your karma and destiny to, to create what you want. But that's why it's important to understand your chart properly because then you can work with the cosmos better. Right. So if like a Gemini new moon, if I have Gemini a certain part of my chart, you would manifest in that area. For example, I have Gemini in my 10th house in midheaven. So I would set intentions to manifest in that area and know that the focus, the cosmic focus uh, spotlight for this month is on that house. Do you see what I mean? And therefore those corresponding life areas. Okay, cool. So new moon manifestations, is there something that we can do like specific questions or list making or... I love rituals. I'm a bit witchy and I just love rituals. So I just like, you know, kind of on a new moon is just sitting down and making, taking some time to meditate and making a list of what it is that you want to focus on for the month ahead and just drawing up that list and then meditating on it and putting it away, maybe looking at it a couple of times over the month and then looking at the end of the month and thinking, oh, what I managed to do that. I man-, you know, It's just kind of like focused, focusing your attention. Where you focus your attention, you're going to manifest in. Something that I think is interesting about that is that wha- sometimes during that time I'll have specific themes that like come up in my yep. life, and then I'll read the astrology and I'm like, "That's crazy! It's yeah. overlapping." Yeah, this stuff is this shit's real. Yeah, <laughs> I mean seriously, it yeah. is. So for a manifester first timer, anybody yep. <laughs> anybody fit into that? First time manifesting, writing something down for new moon. Elizabeth, that? they're fans they're of our podcast. Okay, got it. Okay, so how <laughs> would you suggest starting the intention? And I'm only asking, this is a loaded question because you had you gave me a great prompt before I made a list of manifestations. So how would I suggest making the list? Like starting out the list. like Oh, so, so you know, right at the top of the list every month, I accept all of the below or something even better for my highest good and the greater good of all concerned. Because what, by doing that, you're accepting... Don't limit yourself to what you're writing on the list. The cosmos might have something even better in mind for you. Also, for your highest good, like maybe it's not in your interest to get back together with the ex-boyfriend. Maybe it's not in his interest. You know, it's not for the highest good of everyone concerned. So I always try and have that kind of spiritual consciousness in in terms of whatever I'm trying to manifest, of not trying to coerce other people, do you know what I mean, or not trying to manipulate, um, and understanding that what I'm trying to manifest is genuinely for my highest good. That's my soul's highest good, not just my ego's, you know, so yeah. So then we release when? So you release on the full moon. I mean, obviously, the full moon is kind of the peak of the lunar cycle. You know, you can't help but notice the moon is enormous in the sky. And, you know, we are made up of 60 to 70 percent water. If you think about how much the moon affects the ocean's tides, obviously it affects us. Also, lunar, loony. You know, people do go loony, loopy Uh, and loony. Oh, no, they do. They do. Like mental health issues and arrests and stuff actually are on the increase during full moon periods, you know? And so in that same way, we can feel much more emotional. We could feel a bit crazy. And so it's just a really good opportunity to channel that craziness into a positive, you know, as positive as we can, um, and do a release list. Release whatever it is that doesn't serve us. But again, because of the way the cosmos works, that full moon will be falling in a specific house in our natal chart, so we can release over those areas, right? So what are we working with right now? Oh, my God. Everything is about Sagittarius right now. I'm a Sagittarius sign. It's quite it's So intense. we have a blue moon happening? We had we have two full moons in a row in the same sign, yeah. which is quite intense. A lot of the moon cycles are called different things. I'll put that on my blog. You know the different ones that they're Alchemy called. Alchemywithambi.com. <laughs> 
nice little plug there. Um, um, but you know, we have two full moons in Sagittarius, okay? And that's rare that that happens. But what that means is that for all of us, the Sagittarius ruled area of our charts is going through a, an intense period of change because Saturn, who is like the Lord of Karma, he's like the cosmic life coach planet, is, is going through Sagittarius until the end of 2017. So when Saturn goes through your sign, he, he gets you, he forces you to get your shit in, in place, basically, and then rewards you at the end. But he puts, it, puts you through your paces when he's doing that. That's intense. I feel like a lot of people in this room are in or have been going through their Saturn return. Mm -hmm. There's like a lot of like astrological buzzwords, like Saturn return. Saturn return's huge. Yeah. What are they going to be okay? Saturn return? So your Saturn return is basically when transiting Saturn returns to the same place that it was when you were born. So the return of Saturn to the place where it was when you're born. And basically, it's like a coming of age. It happens between around 28 to 30, and then again at 58 to 60. And then if we live that long, at like 88 to like whatever. Raise your hand in this room if you had a Saturn Returns moment. I've already had mine. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's intense. It's real. The Some people are like, no, real. I'm perfect. <laughs> totally fine. Good for you guys. <laughs> 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 Not same. Okay. So the Saturn, ooh, What ooh, is it well. trying to teach us? What is it trying to do? So the Saturn return is basically saying, it's a rite of passage. The first one is a real rite of passage. And it's basically saying, get your shit in order. Like, you're no longer a 20-something millennial. You're now having to actually get into adulthood. And it's really scary. And it, and, it, and it manifests differently for different people. Like, some people end up committing at that time. Some people end up going, I don't want to be in the corporate world. I just want Committing, to like, in a relationship, not, yeah. not, like, in an institution. No. I mean, no, okay. some people do also get committed. <laughs> some people <laughs> do. <laughs> yeah, some okay. people do get all down. committed. Right, right, right. Sense. Yeah. Okay. They, like, some people break up. Some people get married. So everyone goes through something that takes them into adulthood. So it's into, and I think the first Saturn return is the worst. Right, because you're young and you're dumb. Well, you're not young and dumb, but it's just like, you know, adulting is hard, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For I'm way past my Saturn return, and it's still really hard. Right. So um. what's going on right now? Oh. Well, so right now, so no, it's not ucky. Actually, Mercury is finally no longer in retrograde. Pause. <laughs> oh, yeah. What in the fuck is that? Okay, so here's the thing. Re retrograde. Yeah, actually it's a buzzword. It's a buzzword. It's Some people even use it in their title. It's like to get attention. To <laughs> I, I don't know if anyone like, understands English football, um, and it's like the offside rule. It's like bloody complicated to explain what is actually offside. And in a way, retrograde is the same kind of thing. This is the easiest way that I can explain it. It's actually an illusion, right? If you imagine that the planet is kind of, you know, there's the sun, earth, whatever, and the planet's kind of going like this in this little wiggly, wiggly thing. So it's not actually going backwards, but it's just kind of going away from Earth and then coming back. And in that time... Wait, that what? Yeah. It's, 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 like, it's like this wiggly... Like kind a rogue of planet? It's like, it's, like, it's, like it's, not, it's not going rogue. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically, it, it slows down, right? Oh, so right, it goes yeah. and it does this kind of weird S shape. So okay. it's not that it actually goes backwards, it just kind of does a little dance in the sky. Okay. But when it does that dance in the sky, it goes to a different degree in terms of whatever degree the planet was at at the start, the retrograde. But let's not make it complicated, right? So this S kind of weird shape that it does, basically, it makes us feel as though things are slowing down. And so Mercury affects us the most because Mercury's on one of the planets that's closest to Earth. And if you think about it, Mercury um, governs communication. It governs our mind, our thought processes. It governs transport. It governs 
you know, the male. So all those things tend to mess up when Mercury is retrograde, which is very irritating, which is why people feel Mercury retrograde more than the outer planets, like Saturn or Jupiter or any of those. Oh. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Weird. You guys get it? Any questions? Does that make sense? I'm not sure if it makes sense. I feel like people are always blaming it for stuff. But the thing is, okay, so this is the other thing with soul astrology. Is retrograde is not a bad thing. What happens in retrograde is, is that you have to understand that other people may be being affected by the retrograde as much as you are. And so other people might be a little bit crazy, and you have to not respond in a reactive way to that craziness. It's a really good opportunity. When Merc Mercury is retrograde three times a year, actually this year, four times this year. This is unusual, right? So you can't put your life on hold when Mercury is retrograde. But, you know, I wouldn't start something new. I would not launch a website when Mercury is retrograde. I would not d plan a retreat when Mercury was retrograde. Didn't you tell us that Obama launched the, uh, yes, the Obamacare Obama website in Umbrecker in retrograde? He, went, yeah, he, he, he did that, and <laughs> that it's very sad nice. because I really like him, but he did not have an astrologer, and that was very naughty. <laughs> Every president did needs it, an astrologer. Reagan Ronald Reagan yeah. had an astrologer, and I mean, you know, you can't predict everything, but the, you know, just to try and work with the energies. Whoever's next has to have an astrologer, and I put myself up for that position. <laughs> I'm going to manifest that <laughs> for we you in the new moon. We vote for you for presidential <laughs> astrologer. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> That's great. Okay. So, so we also yeah. have that uh, there's other big things that happen, like eclipses. Yeah. So, you know, twice a year we have solar eclipses and we have lunar eclipses. And these e eclipses occur, again, everything with the astrology that I practice, it's just themes of consciousness. So eclipses occur in a pair of signs, opposing signs, over a two, roughly a two-year period. And every six months you will have a lunar eclipse or a solar eclipse in one of those signs. And again, it's just like, it's like a, a solar eclipse is kind of like an amped up, you know, new moon. Like, yes, I can manifest for like the year, you know, six months ahead, not just thinking about the month ahead. And a lunar eclipse is kind of like a full moon on crack. So, you know, it's just like, it's an, it can be really, really, really intense. You see a lot of big endings, big breakups. You know, you see a lot of public figures and stuff like that, people dying and stuff. Like that. Lunar eclipses, sorry. When, after a new moon or after a full moon, and then there obviously the moon's still in the sky. Yeah. Is there different... Bye. <laughs> Cheers. See ya. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, is there a different... Like, we have to still work with it, right? Yeah, you know, the, so basically, after a new moon, the sort of first seven days after a new moon is the most po powerful, potent window for manifesting in. You know, with a full moon, you really feel it a couple of days before the full moon and a couple of days after the full moon. Then you can start to feel like, oh, I don't feel so quite so crazy. But it's like they're called it's waning moon and a waxing moon. So waxing moon is kind of like f making its way up to becoming bigger, and a waning moon is kind of like going down to becoming smaller again. So it's just like the ebb and flow. If you think about it, there's a cosmic ebb and flow, right? So you can take those themes of consciousness that, that, that it relates to, and you can just apply that in your own life to work with the cosmos a little bit. So can you give us some hot tips for the summer in the sky? So hot tips for the summer. Like what's going to happen this well, summer? Mars Hold on to your hats, folks. So no, Mars. Got some <laughs> Venice people in here. <laughs> Shout um, out to the Venice people with the hats. <laughs> <laughs> so Mars is the planet that rules energy, drive, ambition, all those kind of things. And Mars goes retrograde only every couple of years. Um, and 
Mars is currently retrograde. He went retrograde in Sagittarius. He's, he's also going retrograde in Scorpio right now. And he's going to go out of retrograde at the end of June and then get back to full speed in August. So for a lot of people that felt like Aries, Aries rising, or, or for any of us, the kind of like Aries ruled area of our life, um, or Scorpio ruled area of our life, because Scorpio is kind of ruled by both Mars and Pluto. If you felt that the energies were kind of like suck, like you just were trying to manifest, but it just felt a bit stuck, it's going to start picking up again. It makes a big deal, Mars retrograde. It's very annoying. Venus is going retrograde next year. That's a bigger. Can they all just chill? No, because they like to just do their dances in the sky. This is their thing. They like to do it. It's like every so often the cosmos sort of says, no, you need to slow down in this area of your life. So I'm going to just make, you know, this planet's just going to do a little dance and it's going to mess stuff up for you and it's going to make you change, pause, reconsider, grow spiritually, learn lessons, and then it's going to be all fine again. Everything's always fine in the end. Who's controlling all of this? <laughs> Me. The government? <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> Witches. A coven Something of that you said to me, we had a conversation yesterday, and I was like, this is a real bitch right now, yeah. and I was stressed, mm -hmm. and you were like, kind of telling me to take it all as a lesson and see where I can relearn and like, redefine my relationship. Redefine everything. I think that, that here's the thing, you know, I think a lot of people use astrology for like predicting, like, they read their like sun sign horoscope, and they, and by the way, if you know your rising sign, or whatever, doesn't matter who you're reading, astrology-wise, always read your sun sign and your rising sign. There's a reason for that. So just a tip for everybody. Always, always read for both. Um, but here's the thing. With the astrology that I practice anyway, you know, the whole point is, is that, you know, these are just themes of, they're just energy. They're, they're like windows of opportunity and however ir irritating or annoying they are, that you can work with them. You can learn lessons. You can grow spiritually. You can have a bit of a giggle about it too because it is funny. Do you know what I mean? And, and then, get out the other end. And retrograde does not mean people that blame everything on a retrograde are normally the people that blame everything on, you know. Their parents. Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Do you have any other questions, Elizabeth? I mean, Should we I open I it I up? I do have a question okay. quickly. Ambi, wh where online would, would you suggest, other than alchemywithambi.com, <laughs> where are some great sources that you appreciate that are legit? I think that Mystic Mama has a great, um, she kind of collates all these different blogs from different, um, you know, astrologers. And I think it's, it's, it's a really nice, it's a very different style of writing to what I do. I think mine's much more practical, but I think that's a beautiful site and it has amazing, you know, people that are featured on there. Um, I also really, really like a lady called Jessica Adams, who's an Australian astrologer, and I highly recommend her. She has a lot of information on her site that I think is really helpful. And then for finding our full chart. So astro.com. So, you know, you can go to astro.com and you can draw up your own natal chart and you can see what's going on in it. So that works because that's very like web version 1.0. So I yeah. don't trust it. But no, it totally works. Okay, cool. Good to totally know. Totally works. <laughs> so something that I really want to do. This is Stephanie's dream in life. So everybody participate with this manifestation. Really want to have a Sally Jesse Raphael moment and open up the floor to questions and waddle around in my Spanx-laden dress to help you guys ask questions. Who has a question? Yes, hold Yay. on. Yay. <laughs> this is more, I think, like, okay. to bring it into now, it's like a Wendy Williams moment. It is Wendy Williams. Ricky Lake, okay. <laughs> All right, um, you say your name and your question. My name is Hillary. I'm a Libra. Hi, Hillary. Um, Are you the trans -sage? I'm no. sorry? Okay, no, whoops, <laughs> not the trans -sage. 
Um, I just realized, like, I don't know how long ago, but I have a cusp birthday, and yes, and what does that mean for me? Great question. I am also a cusp. So I read both of my signs, and I don't know if. Or do not. you know the exact degree of your su sun sign? No. Because a lot of people <laughs> say that they're at cusp signs, and cusp sign doesn't mean. So here's the thing: the the degree the you need to look at the degrees, and if the degree is um, zero degrees or twenty nine degrees of your sign, then that's very critical. That's when you're definitely on the cusp. But the other thing is, is if your sun, if your sort of sun sign horoscope doesn't feel like it's really relating to you, it's probably because you're you've got. This is why you should know your chart. You've got a heavy influence of other planets in your chart or other signs, which means you're more like that sign. You know, so it's just like looking. That's why it's really important to look at the chart as a whole rather than just to look at the sun sign. I hope that answers the question. Ambi, what kind of information do people need to get their whole chart? Okay, so the best thing is to have well, obviously your date of birth, um, place of birth, <laughs> yeah. and potentially, uh, and also sorry, your uh, place of birth, time, time place. Frame. Time, place, I think I've had too much wine. Date. Okay. Did you have a question? Okay. Name and question. Sorry, I don't think she did it like this. You get it. You're Hello, my name is Jesse. Jesse. Hi. The glasses are working, Steph. So I had a question about, uh, you mentioned with the planets that they were assigned different sexes. And no. uh, I wanted to know how that came about. Who assigned them, sort of male and female, and what oh the reason no, for that I actually didn't say that they were assigned different sexes. Oh okay, we well, okay. were talking about Mars. I thought it was you said Ma Mars. No, but you know, Mars is. It's just you know, the astrology started in sort of ancient Babylonia, like a long, long, long time ago. So I guess then they looked at the planets and decided that some planets had a more masculine energy and some planets had a more female energy. But we've all, you know, we all, all us girls here have Mars in our in our charts and all guys have Venus in their charts somewhere. And I think that's the thing of sort of this polarity and this duality rather of all these different energies that all of us have within us. We've all got sort of more traditionally male aspects um, and we've all got female aspects within us. So yeah, I don't know if there was anyone that particularly So said I guess his question is, is like Mars considered specifically more of a masculine is that yeah is that i mean your i question? think i think that that's what they would have said yes i think okay. that that's what they would probably say that mars is more male and more yeah more male energy and that venus is more female energy but we've all got mars and venus within us whether we're male or female or whatever okay thank you thanks for your question anybody Did else oh okay <laughs> So, hi, I'm Joan, you know me. I know you. And um, so my question is, uh, and I talked to you about this a couple years ago, because yeah. what got me into astrology was just noticing how intense everything was getting and that people were going through a lot of changes. Um, I know that there's this whole shift into a new paradigm. Mm -hmm. So I'm just wondering, uh, you know, and a lot of these planets that are coming together, like haven't been together in like 300 years, 80 years. So I'm wondering over the next couple years, are things going to get smoother or is the pressure going to continue to cook or I think I th I think when we when you and I met great Joan, question Joan. Yeah, it's a great question. Jo yeah. We love Joan. Um <laughs> Joan's a great teacher at wonderlusthollywood.com. Oh. Shout com out to Wonderlust. Yeah, go to Wonderlust Wonderlust. Um okay, so I think when we when we and I remember we were having lunch and we were talking about that bloody grand cardinal cross that was horrific which was in April 2014. Marcy remembers that as well. That was pretty intense. Um and you know there are that these 
different aspects occur normally over a sort of two, three-year period. And the one that we're going through at the moment, which is a great question, actually, is Saturn and Neptune are squaring each other. So Saturn is in Sagittarius, Neptune is in Pisces. Saturn and Neptune are completely different energies. One gives form, one has no boundaries. And it's like one's creativity, romance, you know, romance, all the spirituality, and one of them's like ever seeing everything black and white. And I think for all of us, there's this kind of, this weird kind of squaring off of kind of tension with making our dreams into reality. Like not being too Neptunian, not being too sort of dreamy and too like, oh yeah, everything's, we're just one and I don't need any money to eat, to live and, you know, survive. I can just be super spiritual and like, I don't know, whatever. And then Saturn's there going, no, get your shit in order. You know, and th but Saturn's too much. Saturn can be too to sort of like <gasps> everything needs to be perfect and everything needs to be s s like serious and everything needs to be sensible. So it's like wherever we've all got Sagittarius and Pisces in our natal charts, which you can go on to astro.com and have a look, those two houses, those two life areas are the ones that are experiencing this Saturn-Neptune square and experiencing this kind of reality versus dreaminess, you know, uh, responsibility versus sort of oneness and like, romance and spirituality and I think that that's the big theme it's making our dreams into reality like what do we need to do in order to do that whilst not being too pessimistic I guess great question really good that's till um actually the last of the squares is going to be this year we're still going to feel it a little bit into next year but it's going to be in September this year so there's a big square coming up on June 17th what happens then the two planets square off against each other. You don't feel, it's not like on the day there's an explosion or anything <laughs> like that. Do you know what I mean? It's should like we like run for cover? Like what? <laughs> no, we should embrace trying to straddle uh, structure and <laughs> dreams. I don't know. I'm t I'm, I really should stop talking. I think. No, <laughs> never stop. You're Rose. so wonderful. But oh I think uh, it's all the time we have right now for the Q&A. Um, where can we find you on the internet? Oh, I was going to say at home in my pajamas. Oh, right. But um, um, <laughs> on the inter on on the interweb, um, uh, www.alchemywithambi.com and Ambi Sifam on Instagram. And I've started Snapchatting. It's very you're exciting. You're so incredible. You're like one of my favorite people on Snapchat. Just so you know. I'm so boring on Instagram that I think like it actually comes out on Snapchat that She's I'm not great. actually completely boring. Um, like astro knowledge and silly faces. It's yeah. all we need. Silly faces giving astronauts. I love, yeah. I love the silly faces. <laughs> yeah. It makes me happy. Exactly. So um, we're going on. Oh, you know, we're going to ask you this. What is your current morning ritual? So my current morning <laughs> ritual is um, vi vibing what I want. Okay, so it's like I, I go through lots of I've been meditating since I was 10. Like my family took me to meditate. I've been going, I've had a lot of that kind of spiritual stuff for a lot of my life. So I, I play around with it and do different things at different times. And this one I highly recommend is vibing what you want. So taking five to 10 minutes out and thinking about a time where you felt something, where you felt really good, where you achieved something, you were in love, like just when you felt really good about yourself and you felt really good about everyone else. And then getting into that feeling place of vibrating on that level and then thinking about the thing that you really want in your life right now and make, taking that thing and getting into the feeling place about that, like transferring it. It's just kind of like I really like that. It's I really trippy, that. and I have this really trippy tea that I drink and do it with. It's really great. <laughs> what's tell the tea? I'm, I'm not going to tell anyone what's in the tea. <laughs> Actually, I will. It's almost. I love it. She's on mushrooms. <laughs> no, no. Almost, almost, almost in your tea. And you That's like awesome. Fun. So um, we're going to have you stick around for, for the rest of the show to join us because yeah. we like your vibe. Should I sit down? No, no, no. Oh, stay. Okay. Stay, okay. stay. Stop so talking.
So as we said, we, we really like to have a fun spin on all of these astrological, wellness, all those things. And there's a great quote. Are you guys familiar with Louise Hay? We feel like she's our, our godmother of listening to things to better your life. So she says, let's have a good time improving the quality of our lives. Sometimes we think it is so serious and we can do it through pain, but joy too. And I feel like that is so much of, of our show and, and what it embodies. So wanted to sh set the tone on that. Something we always do on the show is roses and thorns, which is the roses high and, thorns. and the yeah, low. Yeah, yeah. I was going to, I thought we could do like an, an another acapella. Ah. Roses <laughs> and thorns. Yeah. It's a, it's a joke that no one likes but us. But so. oh, we're just trying to get a record deal from the podcast about wellness. Do you guys think we can manifest that? Anybody? Yeah. Anybody? Woo. Conjure up those powers. Okay, so. Seems like you guys are pandering a little, but I'll take essentially it. Essentially what it is is we just like to recap the high and the low. It can be personal. It can be something in the news. It was a game I played at camp as a child, and it's like always a fun ritual before I go to bed. Like, what was good? What was bad? What was the stem? What do you hope for for next time? I like it's to fun. imagine you just like adorably laying in your bed and being like, <laughs> <laughs> Dear God. What are my roses? <laughs> <laughs> and I have thorns, too. And it's just like this adorable Thorns, moment. it's worse for first. Oh, you do thorns first? Yeah. So it's like oh, the furrowed yes. brow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. So. <laughs> so. Don't ask me first. I no, was just going to say, I don't really have any thorns right now. Well, I'll say a thorn. We're going to get political for a second. Just in that <sighs> Stephanie and I had a political conversation. I was raised not She's an to only child. talk about oh. like <laughs> who you vote for or anything <laughs> like that, that it's a very personal thing. And um, Stephanie and I had a conversation about that. I'll just and say. I was raised with no boundaries. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, which is so fun. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Stephanie, I'll just say, like, since we're just such a tight knit group in this very intimate setting, Steph voted for Bernie, I voted for Hillary. And I, when I told Stephanie that uh, I voted for Hillary, she goes, why? No, okay, okay. <laughs> so that was my thought. Okay, because I thought that she was gonna vote for Bernie. I thought everybody was, I guess. I just, that was my impression. And then I thought, okay, we're gonna vote for Bernie, then he's gonna lose, and then we're gonna vote for Hillary. That's kind of my thought. So I, I wasn't judging you. Right. I was just like, why would you jump, you know, ahead of of the, the cultural of the curve that's right. clearly right, happening? Right, 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 right. Let's all, you know, yeah. do what. Sarah Silverman wants us to do. Exactly. Like, that's kind of what I thought. Of course. <laughs> she did give us those nice shirts. Yeah, exactly. Nice exactly. But um, look, no judgment. No, you know, I know. I think I felt, I felt that for a second. I know. And then you but brought we it back it out. 24 hours later. I brought it up like, 24 yeah. hours later. You know something's still in you, and you so let's re let's unpack that from yesterday. She's like, like you did when you judged me for voting for Hillary. I was like, whoa, dude, I don't fucking care <laughs> at all. I, like, literally don't care. Um, but that leads to my rose in just <laughs> <laughs> in just that yesterday, regardless of who, what your political persuasion is, whether you care or not, a woman is now possibly could be president. That's the first time that's ever that's ever happened in our country. I that's did gonna, cry when she talked about gonna her happen. mom. Like people are gonna be kids are gonna be reading about that in their textbooks. It's really exciting. So I think that's just such a monumental, iconic moment. It's so cool to live through. It's like you take a picture of your TV kind of moment. 
And you, you put know? it on Snapchat and it lasts for 24 hours. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's my rose. <laughs> cool. Yeah. My rose is these gift bags. Oh, yes. Can I just say that there is a food item in those bags that's this rice cake <laughs> with um, strawberry or orange or chocolate glaze on it. And I discovered these recently. I didn't know they were going to be in the you gift bag. This Stephanie's is divine intervention. Been talking about these little crisp things for like two weeks and they magically showed up in the gift like bag. Can I just recommend? Manifest it. Open manifesto. them in the morning, have a coffee or a tea and eat a rice cake and your day will just be off to a great fucking start. And so yeah, <laughs> that's and my rose. Also in the gift bag, promotional moment. We have to say thank you to the co-op agency here in Los Angeles who hooked it up with not only Health Aid Kombucha, which we have a great episode with the founder of Health Aid. It's such an inspiring, cool story. It came out like three weeks ago, Emu, yeah. three weeks ago. Check that one out. Also, Excel Foods Detox Water, Icelandic Glacial, Element Snacks, Four Sigmatic. Element Snacks. JJ's Cocoa Mel's and Hicka Chips, which are Hickama Chips. <laughs> or Jicama. <laughs> <laughs> Choose your own adventure, I guess. <laughs> yeah. um, so thank you again to that. We didn't Ambie. ask Ambie. Ambie. What's your rose? I'm thinking about my thorn right now. Oh. That's the one I told you before. What is it? I threw away the one pair of Spanx that I had, and then after eating a massive bowl of pasta before coming out, I realized I should be wearing Spanx. I feel like I feel sad. my thorn is wearing Spanx, though. Yeah, well, every rose is a thorn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. 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 That's so true. Yeah, they come together. Yeah, they do. Well, You're right. I don't, and like, I, well, I said the thorn. I said a rose. What you got? Anything That's else? That's it. I think I'm just happy that everyone came. Did, did yeah. it make sense? This is this the is rose. <laughs> thank you. This, and I want to thank Emu over here, our producer, Emu, our fearless producer. Woo! She's so fantastic. You guys can check us out on thatsoretrograde.com. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. Retrograde, Twitter. Instagram. Yeah, all the Snapchat? things. Gmail. We have a Snapchat, but we don't use it. <laughs> so... Anyone want to intern for us? Um, Do you guys know any college students who want a free internship who want to work for nothing because that's what you do when you're in college so we are going to close out with a very very special moment we're bringing Jackie Tone back to the stage do you have it in you what I've never known you to be an anxious person so you guys will might recognize Jackie from before before (laughs) (laughs) American Idol a really great Samsung commercial. I love that Samsung commercial. I'm sorry. It was Thank so good. So and is she's going Pier to one. be on a fabulous Netflix movie where she plays Gilda, Gilda Radner. Radner coming soon to your streaming services everywhere. So fucking proud of you. Um, very excited for you guys to hear this song. You heard our theme song at the beginning. This if that's not the theme song, this would be the unofficial theme song of That's So Retrograde. Thank you all for coming. Thank you, guys. We love you. Love and light. Oh, and we're going to be back here next month, July 25th. With Stay the founder tuned. Of yeah, Moon, of Moon Juice. Juice. So it's going to be great. Um, thank you, and namaste, namaste listening. Play your... What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Are you? I, you go namaste, listen, and I immediately go Kyver Mike. <laughs> <laughs> what a piece of shit I am. All right.
<gasps> Steph's just gonna stay up here. <laughs> all right, I guess I gotta. Uh, all right. Oh, I was like, that's gonna be weird, dude. You're gonna get an unwelcome lap dance. All right, let's see if this track works. Do you guys like rapping music? Oh, same, same. Uh, I just noticed, oh, can you turn that down a tiny bit? Can you turn that down, thanks. So I just noticed that everyone's really competitively healthy in Los Angeles. <laughs> like fucking drink your green juice and shut the fuck up, you know? That's how, I mean, that's how I feel about it. Is it though? Cause like, I don't wanna brag, but I'm healthier than you. I don't wanna brag, but like I kinda wanna brag. I'm drinking my green juice in a bottle that's see-through. You don't get the benefits unless people see you. Raw, vegan, gluten-free, cayenne pepper on fleek, always packing heat. Pilates used to be the class that I like. Now I'm into Psycholotties. It's Pilates on a bike. Yoga for days. It's my self-celebration. Props to the rays in my sun salutation. Kundalini Bikram off the top that. I roll out my mat where my downward dog's at. I'm healthy. I'll take care of myself. I'll take care of my health. Can you turn it up a little? I'll take care of myself. I hired a personal trainer to have someone to talk to. <laughs> my vaginal pH is perfectly balanced. A balanced vagina's just one of my talents. I use a diva cup, cause yo, fuck tampons, bleaching cotton till it's Walter whiter than Cranston. Coffee enema, shoot it up my ass. A YouTube tutorial, you could take a class. Just lube the tube and stick it straight into your anus. Put a towel down, cause shit's about to get heinous. Oh, I'm sorry, is it too gross for you guys? Oh, okay. Well, I'm a queen and my body's a temple. <laughs> you know what's gross? GMOs. G genetically modified O's. What's the O? Hydrocolonic, you know that I'm on it. Oral care on point, I'm even flossing electronic. Ear candle, neti pot with saline. Yo, there's no hola, don't clean. Hey, I take care of myself. Woo, I take care of my I am so alone. <laughs> Living high on good bacteria, sparkling on my interior. Gut health, gut health, doesn't matter what health. Number one criteria is a healthiest posterior. Me and my two friends, we're on a juice cleanse, trying to detox, tie up some loose ends, sipping on some superfood. We always getting thinner. You call that a drink? I call it breakfast, lunch, and dinner. See me in the club, I be running like a track meet, flexing on my flat seat. Homies in the back seat, everyone's a vegan in my entourage. You wanna squash the beef? Well, all our beef is squash. I'm healthy. I take care of myself. I'm healthy. I take care of my health. I take care of myself. My dad left us when we were very little. <laughs> Alcohol, I don't touch the stuff. Cigarettes, you wish, not even a puff. Red meat clogging arteries with fat and crust. Molly, does anyone have any Molly? In 
the forest of Oha, I drank ayahuasca. Spiritual journey repeating my mantra. I puked so much, they tell me that's common. I didn't mind vomiting, I was guided by a shaman. Wait, was he a shaman? I met him at my hair place. His name was Cody, he drove up from Pella's Fair Days. Bling, bling from floor to ceiling. The crystals on his chain pertain to healing. Oh, Missy's in the house. Come on. You got thirst, kid? Let me serve it. Put the kale in the blender and reverse it. It's your magnesium, uh, and bananas have potassium from Missy Ellen. I'm healthy. I take care of myself. Hey, I take care of my health. I take care of myself. I'm healthy. That's a retrograde. Thank you.